stay on target. So while editing the last episode, uh, you said that you were going to watch one of the movies of all time. So uh, which one was it? Well, uh, is the episode started? Yes. Um, let's talk about your movies first, and then we can get back to that issue later. No movies on my end. <laughs> no fucking movies. I just watched a well, few. Way to, epi- way to hold up your end of the bargain here. I didn't, or maybe I did. You have to watch movies every week for the show. I watched a couple episodes of Stranger Things, uh, right. so that and that's like feature length, yeah. like cult feature length, anyways. So yeah, yeah uh, okay. I'll say that counts. All right, so how are those episodes? Pretty good. I mean, they just have this issue throughout the entire series where if they have some sort of twist, they just can't help it. They just piss in their pants and just, like, heavily imply what the twist is going to be. And then it's supposed to happen. I go, no, oh, my God. So, like, they're implying that Max is going to die because it, it looks like Vecna feeds on insecurities or anxiety or something. And then... Once he's uh, his tummy's full of bad thoughts, he snaps your bones and pops your eyes, and uh, seems seems like overkill after you already <laughs> ate their soul. I saw that clip of Chrissy wake up. It's too much. Yeah, it's too scary for me. I can't watch Stranger Things. So, and then they just show that like they they go and read Chrissy's uh, notes with their the school therapist. And it talks about how she had, like, nosebleeds and stuff. And then it shows, like, flashbacks of Max having nosebleeds and all this. Like, oh, my God. And then Vecna has this weird, like, clock thing where people who are getting killed by him, they just see, like, a grandfather clock. Spooky, I guess. Because time is the fire in which we all burn. Yes. And that really, you know, there's political overtones there. I won't get into that. I'll save that for the uh, season end discussion. Yes. But there's a lot going on there. It's headier than you think, okay? And I have a, I have a theory, and I'm going to say it live on the air. I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, Robin, at the beginning of the show, she tries... She's into this girl, but she doesn't know if the girl is uh, of that persuasion. Yeah. So she she shoots her shot and then it's one of those moments where she's like what and then robin's like oh uh, nothing i think what's gonna happen is that at some point one of the main characters is gonna get vecna vision and see all the anxieties and they're gonna see that girl and see that she's anxious about being gay and liking robin Mm -hmm. and then they're gonna fall in love at the end of the show is that character reoccurring uh i've only seen her one time I can't wait till the last season of Stranger Things where the gay characters come out and then um, the parents of their classmates refuse to let them go to school because they think they have AIDS. <laughs> I'm sure that I, I, I can't wait. It's going to be the hot... Stop. It's going to be the hot button uh, topic of the next TV season in 2029, whenever the new season comes out. But they won't have the balls to do that. No. Uh, all right. Well, if you didn't see anything, just remember: in the eighties, people were really homophobic, and they thought AIDS was transmitted in the air. No, they were they were so accepting. And oh yeah, they were so wholesome. 
it was yeah, yeah okay <laughs> oh, they have ma- they're gonna have magic they're gonna have an episode of stranger things that's like an afternoon special where magic johnson comes and he says hey i'm magic i was in the 80s i had aids listen this is a different time but now we're better <laughs> or are we food for thought there you go maybe the aids are in here. <laughs> maybe the, well the AIDS isn't inside your heart if you have AIDS it'll be in your blood maybe the real AIDS are the friends we made along the way I get what you mean I get what you mean alright let's talk the greatest Star Trek movie. I didn't even get to talk about the fucking movies I watched you didn't watch any That's well. or you watch movies just on one of the look okay I finished Jailhouse Rock okay <laughs> Um, basically that movie is really mediocre and it's one of those stupid 50s, 60s movies ending where it's like, oh no, is he going to make it? Is he okay? And then at the last second, it's like, he's like, oh, (laughs) and then they're like, oh my God, he's back. He did it. What was he dying of? (laughs) What happened was he, so he becomes a star. It's just Elvis's life story and they're just making it's just like what except for the part where he killed the guy yeah well maybe he did that i don't know um elvis is like so elvis has just become rich and he's being a dick to his love interest slash manager and he's being a dick to the guy that taught him guitar in prison and he says to like the lady he's like fuck off or whatever and then the prison guy his mentor is like you know what you don't get to say that to her you can say stuff like that to me but not to her then they have a fight and then he punches him so hard that his soul leaves his body. And then the do- they're like, Doc, Doc, what, what, what's going on? And they're like, well, we had to do a tracheotomy. Mm. Or we had to stab a hole in his neck. Yeah. And then, like, the last 10 minutes is like, we don't know if you're going to be able to sing. And this could be it. And then it teaches him to be humble. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, wow, I was wrong to treat you guys this way. I'm sorry. And then he sings an Elvis song at the end. <laughs> And the movie ends. I want to dedicate this episode to Judy Tyler uh, because she made this movie and then promptly died in a car accident, uh, which is unfortunate because the movie's not that good and she was pretty good in it. You dedicated the last episode to her as well, so (laughs) a double feature to her. Okay, yeah, double feature dedication to her because that was that was unfortunate. Um, she Elvis is you know he's whatever. Don't actually watch, two episodes ago. Sorry. Don't watch his other movies. Um, did I watch anything else? Listen, I I you know what I watched that half of the movie and then I watched almost a movie. So this almost totals a full movie. Okay. Because I went to go see a theater production of The Wizard of Oz. Nice. And that is basically just the movie. Mm-hmm. And. What I got to tell you is uh, we sure aren't in Kansas anymore. So I'm going to give Wizard of Oz a four out of five. Okay. And just calling back to the movie, which I saw like sometime last year, Mm -hmm. which is one of the movies of all time. Yes. Uh, Really good movie. Um, Love when they pull the curtain back and, oh, it's just the guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe one day I can be in the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild. All right, that's all I got. Next week, serious, I will watch two of the movies of all time. I'll tell you right now, I'm going to watch Sunset Boulevard for next week. Nice. 
because one time he gave me a USB to watch a movie and you had Sunset Boulevard on there. So I copied it onto my computer. That was like six plus months ago. Okay. So I'm going to watch Sunset Boulevard and I'll watch one more additional film. And better believe it's good. It's believe it. Okay. <laughs> believe it. It's going to happen. I'll watch or I'll try to watch. No promises uh, this week because I have a bad track record. Singing in the Rain, because I found a copy on VHS. That's that's a good watch. Mm-hmm. I'll, I would watch that with you. Yeah? You know what? That's a damn good <laughs> picture. I got to tell you, you know? Um, don't tell anybody I said that, though, because, uh, you know, there's certain connotations. Because of the implication. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it has a, which I've never seen on a VHS before, like the, the front panel opens up and I, you get like a centerfold. I've seen that on not that one I've owned. I, sw- I think I've seen one of those in like the thrift store. It's like yeah, you open like you open it and there's like text inside or something. Um, there's just a nice illustration. Oh. Uh, just as like singing in the rain. Uh, what a lovely blah blah blah. It's premium because if you think about the VHS, the the format, the format's fine, but then the casing for it sucks. It's just a cardboard box that's open at the end, so you can drop your table. Yes. Time. Um, so it's, shout out to them for trying a little more. Now we have cases that actually secure your film from being dropped on the ground and damaged. <laughs> I uh, I didn't test it yet, but I mean, it's probably fine. It looks in decent shape, although it doesn't really mean anything. But I always uh, like to just fast forward them and rewind them, so yeah. they're good for the next next viewing. But I have to say, Value Village like fell off. Their prices are so egregious now. Like, they had a couple of uh, GameCube games there. Like, they had Luigi's Mansion. I was like, holy shit, Luigi's Mansion. $65. Are we serious? Are At we Value s- Village? For something you receive for free, you're going to charge market Oh, they price. do the donations? Oh, yeah. That's heavy because I... That's like... That's just like how much you would go to... You yep. could, look, you go to Value Village to get steals. You don't yeah. go there to pay P&P prices. <laughs> Luigi's matches. That's a little ridiculous. Yeah. The worst thing ever is when thrift stores catch on to what they have. Mm-hmm. Oh, brother. Like, come on. Just give it to me cheap. Okay. You got the, you're right. You got this for free, bro. I'll give you 15 bucks. <laughs> We're all happy. Some kid gets to eat or something, wherever the money goes. Come on. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know about in Canada, but I know in the States, Walmart owns Valley Village. And it's oh, really? It's a profit organization. Oh. So. Where they get donations and they make money off them? Yes. And you get nothing for donating. Oh. We get a coupon, maybe. So you give stuff for free where they and they make money off it, and it's not affordable enough for poor people to yes. buy. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. They had, like, a, a PS1 that they were selling as is, which means that it doesn't work, uh, for $35. <laughs> You can find like PS ones that don't work anywhere for free because they a lot of them don't work. Is that facts? Yeah, it's like the disc drive goes on oh, them okay. all the yeah. time. It's like it's like fifty percent of the time when people bring them in, it's like yeah, shit's broken. Shitty. Uh, so shout out to Value Village. I'll dedicate yes. this the other half of this episode to Value Village and their um, philanthropy. And I wish for a speedy recovery of the queen. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers with her and the Elizabeth family. Yes. Uh, Very sad. Yes. 
I'm in a Facebook group uh, that's dedicated to predicting what day she would die on, so I need to go check to see if anyone's boasting about getting Do that people right. say, like, like every day someone just says tomorrow, or how does it work? No, just, like, February 24th, 2023. <laughs> just, just, shoot, just shoot your shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the guy said September 8th is, like, over the moon right now. <laughs> he's going to buy... Likes. He's going straight to 7-Eleven for that Lotto Max <laughs> ticket. Anything else? Um, no. Two two of the movies of all time. One of them, Sunset Boulevard. Believe it, or I'll leave the show, and I'll destroy all the archives and any merchandise associated with cough <laughs> and the show will be disgraced and memory hold. You know what's weird about that movie is that like David Lynch really holds it in high regard, and then you're gonna watch a movie thinking that, but you don't really see the influence. It's just a good, well-written movie. Listen, it's because the movie it's all a dream, <laughs> right? And everything is weird and doesn't really make sense. That's like all his movies, bro. It was all a dream. Come on, classic. I used to read Word Up magazine. That's all. All his movies are just juicy by Biggie. <laughs> so I could I could see it. It's like it's the kind of thing. And also, there's uh, little people in it. Remember that they got the they got the Munchkins and, and stuff. Sunset Boulevard. Oh, shit. I thought you were talking about Wizard of Oz. I was really confused the way you I was just going along with it. I thought you meant Wizard of Oz because. Uh, like in a wild at heart they have Glinda the good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Wizard of Oz that yeah, it's like <laughs> it's weird, it's all a dream, it's got little people, that's a land. Yeah, Sunset yeah. Boulevard, I don't know, I haven't seen it. Well you'll see. It's Maybe got it's Gordon got Cole. Uh, Gordon Cole in it, yeah, that's all you need to know. He likes old Hollywood and weird stuff. I'd watch it with you too if you want. Okay. Maybe we can do a classic fifties double feature. Yeah. Maybe. Nothing wrong with two guys watching Singing in the Rain along. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. I do it all the time. All right, no more stalling. All right. We got to talk about the uh, movie here. All right. No, man. All right, let's talk about the movie. Uh, just give us the rundown. Let's get right into it. Let's get this over with. Yep. What's the movie? <laughs> the movie is Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. This is sort of the thinking man's Trek film. It's a bit different than the rest because it's not a science fiction <laughs> film at all. It's not even true. Okay, continue. Uh, I actually just want to uh, take everyone back for a second okay. uh, because there's a bit of interesting information here. In 1966 to 1969, they had Star Trek, the original series. It was just called Star Trek. Uh, it was three seasons, and William Shatner was a star of the show. However, he had a co-star, Leonard Nimoy, who played Spock, who was the only alien on board the ship that uh, was a main character. I don't even think we, there's another crewmate who's no, they were all, not They human. were just normal guys. Yeah. Uh, probably due to budget constraints because they didn't want to do makeup for every episode. That would be really expensive, and makeup oh, back then kind of sucked. Also space racism because McCoy <laughs> is not very nice to him, the one guy yes. who's, who's foreign. True. Um, but because... Spock was the only alien, and he had things like the Vulcan salute, where you put your two sets of fingers together. Uh, he had a saying, live long and prosper, yada, yada, yada. Um, he became way more iconic than Kirk was. Uh, yeah. Because of that, they were constantly in dispute, like uh, Nemo and Shatner were in dispute of pay. I mean, Nemo was going to leave the show at one point. Mm -hmm. um, so they 
made this even clause where everyone would get the the, the, the two parties would receive the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the motion picture didn't do well with its huge inflated budget, they did Wrath of Khan, and that did really well. And then um, Nimoy was given the reins to direct the next one, The Search for Spock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again for The Voyage Home. For The Voyage Home, uh, the cast, the main cast, they all wanted higher pay. Uh, Shatner especially, he wanted a higher pay raise. And they said, look, we can't do that, but because of this clause that you guys signed, how about we let you direct the next movie? In hindsight, not a great idea. They they definitely lost money because of that. That was the worst financial decision of all time. <laughs> because this, uh, this movie, uh, it had the highest grossing opening day for any of the Star Trek movies, but then it fell off hard afterwards. When, when people started saying, like, hey, what, do, you, do you see that new Star Trek? Yeah, it sucks shit. <laughs> and then nobody went to go see it the next weekend. Yes. After all the Trekkies went to go see it on a weekend one, and then no one gave a shit anymore. So, what is the movie about? Um, it turns out Spock has a long-lost brother. A half brother, which he never told anyone about because nobody ever asked him. Uh, it's only his half brother, so he. Why would he say? He only half loves him. It, it's like not like that's one of the few opening questions you ask someone. Like once you're really getting to know them, like do you have any siblings? How did Kirk not know that? Like that's stupid. <laughs> he never talked to Sarek. Like no. And like any of the times they got together, and Sarah's like, "Hey, you know, I have another kid." <laughs> he looks unhappy to be there. Uh, yeah, he has his long lost brother, who's on Nimbus Three, which is a planet in the neutral zone, and um, it's supposed to be the planet of peace. It's not. It looks like Tatooine. Uh, he runs across this guy who looks like he's fresh off of the Hills Have Eyes, and he does a little therapy session with him, and he cries, and then he says, we got work to do, partner. He, and, go, he goes and shows him his mind's eye or some shit, and yes. he's like, whoa, that was, that was heavy. That was a trip, man. Okay, I love you. <laughs> they go to um, the Paradise City on Nimbus 3. This is before Guns N' Roses, I think. And there's like a meeting of three people. There's Galen, the Romulan, there is the fat Klingon, and then there's just David Warner, who's a guy. A guy. Uh, luckily, they bring David Warner back in the next movie, and he actually has a good performance there. Because on this, like, they are just nothing characters. And yeah, like, yeah, they have like one scene where they converse, and then they're just a plot element for to get the crew to the planet and then that's it um so then we see the new enterprise i i don't think we saw it in the last movie maybe we did but in search for spock the original ncc 1701 enterprise was blown up in a little maneuver uh so we see the new one it's under repairs uh the crew is now very elderly as you mentioned (laughs) when we watched the movie and some uh, have aged better than others okay <laughs> um 
Cy, I'm just gonna say uh, Spock's half brother's name is Cybok. We called him Soybok while watching, and we'll call, we'll keep calling him Soybok. He takes these representatives, uh, Gay, the Romulan Klingon, and the human uh, as hostage. So Starfleet tells this elderly crew on this broken ship, "You guys are the only guys that can go down there and <laughs> resolve this situation. You're the best we got." You're AT, get in there. There's no one else. Look, you don't need to be young. Look. Being look. Being listen. <laughs> Starfleet command is not a young man's game. Yeah. Because you need to have nerve and you need to have experience and you need to know how to sh- sort circuit the robots <laughs> with illogic and shit like that. So right. So there there I believe it. I believe it. Okay, I believe it. Uh, so eventually Cybok and the crew uh, get on the Enterprise and tell them their mission halfway through the movie we're gonna go meet God and away they go Uh, Matt what did you think of the movie (laughs) okay okay, this is what's good about the movie I will actually rack my brain what is good about this movie yeah um sometimes the effects are okay Mm um uh, Uhura does a sexy dance. That was cool. <laughs> uh, a little demeaning, but whatever. Um, all your characters are here. Yes. They're all here. And um, that's it. This movie is not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's boring as hell. <laughs> Nothing happens. He recycles. This is the plot of every fifth Star Trek episode. Is we gotta go find God, and then oh, guess what? He's not God. <laughs> and then, oh, we gotta keep looking because he's maybe out there he's somewhere. Because maybe God is in our hearts, which they actually say at the end of the movie, and I couldn't believe. This is Kate. This is the impression I got from this movie. It's like so. Shatner, he's the face of the franchise. This is his one. This is one shot. He names the movie the Final Frontier, like it's gonna be balls to the wall amazing mm-hmm. they're gonna really go where no man or no one has gone before mm-hmm. and he just makes a boring pedestrian nothing movie where all the characters for some reason are acting like they did in like the first season of the show <laughs> where like McCoy is still being racist to Spock in like a vitriolic way like come on like they, every other sentence like, that Spock speaks they've been, they've been together for 25 years are you serious it's <laughs> You get the sense that he has, like, the most surface-level appreciation for his own series. Yes. And, like, what is he like in it? Uh, like, a couple of cool phaser fights, a couple of jokes, a couple bants between the crew. <laughs> they go find a weird, lofty, pseudo-scientific thing. And then they all go home and they uh, drink some Romulan ale. Uh, it's a really bad look. I don't know who wrote the script. I don't know if he it did. It was three people. It was uh, Shatner. Um, here, I'll just pull it up. Because it feels like it's been rewritten. Because at points, it's, like, characters will just change motivation. It's just, the, it's, it's, the movie is weirdly unfocused. As Lucas mentioned, they don't... Soybox's motivations... and uh, So we should talk about Soybox. He sucks as a villain because he's like... A, dude, he's like... he was, it was. This was the almost subversive element. Is that instead of having an actual villain, they have like a sort of villain who's actually an ally and then they agree with him halfway through and they go see it to the end. No. he Then you... So 
halfway through the film, he reveals his motivations. Before that, he's just strong-arming the Enterprise to do what he wants. He could have a bomb in his pocket, and he's trying to blow up whatever. And, yeah, he's like, there's this planet called... I fucking forgot what it's called. Shockery? Shockery, and it's supposed to be like Sean Connery. Oh, is that what it's supposed to be? Because apparently he was supposed to be... Yeah, that's funny. I would have liked Sean Connery in this. At least that would have been funny to see him lisp and be Spock's brother. That would have been funny. Yeah, and they go to this planet. And there's this... And it's literally a Wizard of Oz moment. Mm-hmm. Where he's... I need the start... I, what is God need the starship? What is God need with the starship? That was almost a cool line. Um, the the plot is stupid. Um, the characters, I, you know what? It's like think of this movie in terms of character development. There is none. The characters are static, and you, <laughs> you could say, listen, you could say like at this point in the franchise, five movies in, like we don't need the characters continually to continually evolve. Uh, but if you say that, you're an idiot mm-hmm. because the best movies in the series are the ones that had the characters evolve. Uh, Wrath of Khan is good because it actually has themes and the characters change. Um, this one, you know, Kirk doesn't even look that bothered that his son died. I'm not going to get over that. He's really not, he doesn't even mention his son. He doesn't give a fuck that his son died. They bring that back next movie. It's it's kind of like how his brother dies. Well, (laughs) and shout out to them for throwing back to the last episode of season one of TOS where they say, my brother died too. (laughs) Okay. Um, some of the characters don't even act like they should. Spock um is just stupid around Soybok for because of brotherly love blinding him i guess doesn't make sense <laughs> jim's like hey shoot him he's taking over the ship we don't know what he wants he's endangering everybody and spock's like no do you remember you've seen um uh, journey to babel right what happens in that that's a Sarek episode right? yes i saw the Sarek episode remember that episode where spock will not do the blood transfusion with Sarek because he'd rather like operate the ship Yes, and then now his half-brother who was exiled from Vulcan for being too primal and that he just saw after years, he's like, no, I can't do it. (laughs) How does does Shatner not understand the characters that he's been working with for 20-plus years? It's it's such a bad look. At least if it was like a... At least if the characters were like... You know, like Scotty is... He's given all she's got. That's his role in this. (laughs) You really get, you know, you can really see how Shatner views everybody. Uhura is just a sexy lady. Um, Scotty's just the bumbling fool who's yep. there to pump the engines for Shatner to look cool. <laughs> Chekhov is there because he's Russian and he has to be. Yep. And you have Spock. He's being stupidly illogical. He's being stupidly logical, even, but he isn't. <laughs> And then McCoy is there just being McCoy's... Grumpy. He's, he's grumpy, yeah. you know. Um, what does this movie add to the canon? Nothing. That he has a brother. But that... In, oh, yeah. Because, oh, guess what? The brother <laughs> dies at the end. Big, <laughs> big, big surprise. What happens is they go to this god, and they don't even explain their god, which is like, I guess I can make up my own, but you didn't even care to, like, give a good explanation. I've read about that. It's because they, like... They had to tone that stuff down because they didn't want to upset audiences. Like, so, for religious reasons? Yeah. 
<laughs> like what have they not seen the original like i remember at least in the original star trek they get they at least have that moment where you're wondering what's going on going on and they give you that satisfying answer yeah yeah that's a big part of the show and then, then this they're just like oh so this guy who looks like god he's got like a beard he's bald and old and he's he's big glowing face they just find out i guess that they he was put on shakari as a prisoner mm-hmm and that's all you really get to know. So then what happens is Soy Bok uh, is like, no, I'm sorry, guys. I, just, I couldn't have foreseen this happening. He's pretty fucking stupid for a Vulcan, by the way. Oh, my God. What? We went to this planet and we didn't find God. <laughs> also, they, to get to God, <laughs> they have to go to a, through the Great Barrier where no probe has ever returned. And then they just go through it. And then... A fucking bird of prey Klingon ship, which is just like a little attack ship, goes through that no problem as well. So apparently nobody ever tried. They go... <laughs> so Soybok's like, oh, I'm sorry. He goes and he kills himself. I guess God kills him. He, I think he like melds. He's he like, like share your pain with me. Yeah, and then it doesn't work. He dies. He yeah. dies a stupid death. Stupid villain. Stupid death. Stupid character. <laughs> then they move on. They don't even care about Soybok. Then they kill God with, like, an orbital strike or something. And, like, that is kind of Star Trek. But, like, that... Like, then it's just over. Then they go home and drink ale. And, oh, yeah, also, because the Klingons were so good in Search for Spock, they were so good as Fallout villains, we have a B-plot where we have a Klingon guy... And he's just a stereotypical Klingon. Not even like a cool Klingon. Like, remember the first appearance of the Klingon in TOS where they're like, the guy is like kind of cunning and he's ruthless, but he's engaging. These guys are just dumbheaded idiots who are like, ah, punch. (laughs) Ah, shoot the phaser. Kill, kill, kill. Hungry. That's what they are at this point. Um, They have this guy as the captain, and he's got, like, a lady first mate or something who's slightly more reasonable. Anyway, they're pursuing them the whole time for no reason, literally just for clout, because they're like, oh, Kirk's there? Well, if we kill him, that'll be be a big win for us. (laughs) And then at the end, the drunk Klingon that was hostage scolds this young captain, and he's like, okay, sorry, Kirk, we'll help you. And then Spock was already on the ship shooting the fucking phasers. I was really checking out at this point in the movie. I was really, really fucking bored. Um, yeah, the movie ends. Oh, 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 yeah. Also, the movie's book ended by these camping sequences where they're camping in the Rockies or something. In, the Yosemite. In, in Yosemite. Yes. In Yosemite Park. And you get haha funny sequences where... Kirk is climbing up the good old fashioned Iowan American way and and then Spock has space boots. <laughs> I don't know what the point of those sequences. It was to set up when they're going up the ladder, remember? Yeah, then they set up a part where they go up a ladder and that wasn't really good setup. Uh did I mention that the planet that God is on, Shakari, is just California but purple? Yeah, it reminded me of Highway to Hell. 
yeah that same level of uh, it's like whoa this is a, it's like come on guys could you have gone like a little bit deeper into the mojave desert because this is like i fucking remember that out of my road trip like seriously go and somewhere else stop using california as the location everyone's been there okay everyone's seen a million movies where they use that as it's the planet then planet of the apes too and shit like that yeah yeah, it's all stupid. Um, oh yeah, Sulu's there. I forgot to mention he's our he's all right. Um, yeah, and uh, there's nothing really redeemable about the movie. It's too long. Mm-hmm. Maybe the movie would be a little bit more bearable if it was twenty minutes shorter. Um, some of these guys are really showing their age in a bad way. Yep. Uh, Spock's getting a little pudgy. <laughs> okay. Um, isn't he supposed to be like immortal functionally or, you know, what's going on? Here? Yeah. Like, well, not a, immortal, but he'll live to like 1500. Yeah. So he's aging pretty quick. I mean, I would too, having to work with Kirk all the time, it would age me up, but yeah. Yeah. You know, they try to be self-aware. Oh, how come you didn't tell us you had a father or a brother up until now? Oh, it never came up. Uh, yeah. Right. They try to poke fun at like oh my god do you like the part where scotty bangs his head yeah and then there's this yeah like he's the bumbling idiot there's a slapstick park where they're like scotty you did the thing and they're like he's like yeah go this way i'll go this way then he does like a fucking charlie chaplin bang his head on the thing and then they have to get the crew out for him this is like you know what i this is almost as bad humiliation as that tng episode or the (laughs) (laughs) episode that was where he just so obsolete and even older and larger that's a setup yeah i don't like the disrespect of scotty because he saved he's so essential to the crew and i don't know they just turned him into a joke he turned him into a bumbling fool and he deserves more better even though he is from across the pond in the undesirable area. I, so he, here's some things that I dislike about the movie, and I alluded to it earlier. Number one, it's not even a science fiction movie. Uh, like, you think of the motion picture, it is about, like, this uh, satellite probe that becomes, like, self-aware, yeah. and then they, like, merge... It merges with this AI and this human having sex on it at the end of the movie, creating yeah. some new life. And... Uh, then Wrath of Khan, you have like this race of supermen from the Third World War in the 90s coming back to life. They want this Genesis device that creates new life. Um, on the third one, they like put um, Spock's consciousness back into his body, which has been rebirthed from this new planet. In the fourth one, they go back in time to rescue whales, which are now extinct, to bring them back to communicate with an alien probe. And this one, they look, look for God. And then it's like, but they there and there's episodes where they do that, and there's nothing inventive here in that yeah. concept. Like, w- really, that was the best he had. They go look for God, and it's just a big face, and then they kill it. And that's it. Like, that's like the plot of like a mid episode yes. of TOS. Yeah, and it does that in with sixty less minutes than is done here, and has more color in it. Um. Also, I mean, I, I gotta say, like, the characters are just done so dirty, like you've said. Like, Spock is just emotional for some reason. Also, McCoy um, sides with the villain for some reason. Also, also, you find out that McCoy killed his dad. Yes. 
uh, his dad was terminally ill and he's like ah the pain so McCoy is like yeah, yeah I'll pull the plug and then like next week they find a cure or something and so he's haunted by it because he shouldn't have she shouldn't have sent his dad to live with youth in Asia um <laughs> So that was a weird. Uh, that okay. That was the one addition to the canon. That's all. That one's that one's actually okay, because I get it. Kind of works um, as it works as backstory for McCoy as like a doctor or like as a as as like a medical professional. Yeah. Like okay, that's that's all right. That was like the that was that's the one maybe worthwhile piece of canon. But they do it in a very weird way where Soybach. Um, we we never found out what is happening, but he like telepathically he does like a mind meld or something, but with empathy and love, with peace and love. It's a mind meld with peace and love. And like he he sees he, or he makes McCoy see like his father and all this stuff. And we never figured out like can other characters see this as well? Is McCoy just like standing there, like? shaking around like talking out loud we don't know it's weird that they made it like telepathic as well not like Soybok just holding his face like he normally would have the mind meld and but then here's the worst part they Soybok wants to know Spock's pain um so then we see what Spock's pain is and it's that when he was a baby his dad told him that he was so human in a very mean way why? Uh, number one, Spock wouldn't even remember that unless he has some super let, Vulcan let, brain. Let's assume Vulcans remember everything from the moment of birth. Okay, I'll give them that benefit of the doubt, even though that's really stupid. Sure. Uh, was him not dying a more painful experience when he, like, melted from radiation? Also, like, Sarek has... Was it that moment? Uh, like, I'm pretty sure Sarek uh, expresses that kind of sentiment other times. Yeah. Um, why was it when he was a baby? Yeah, look, maybe when your dad says that, that it's the first time he's seen you, you know, but he knows how Vulcans are. I don't know. And then, but then they like play it off. They're like, Spock's like, oh, it's not much pain at all. But then like, you don't know because he's Vulcan. So even if he is in pain, he's not going to tell you. Yeah, that was stupid. That was stupid. They should have, they should have, the pain should have been when his planet got blown up and Winona Ryder died. <laughs> Yes. He should have tapped into his other timeline. <laughs> yes. It should have been the pain. Yeah. Um, also, the pacing in the movie is terrible. As I talked about earlier, it's we don't boring. learn about what Soybox's intentions are until, like, halfway into the movie. They don't care. And, like, I'm, I have no way to make an opinion on his, on his wishy-washy character until yeah. then. He's just, like, a mildly charismatic Vulcan who's like, you guys are going to do what I say. Trust me on this one. And then sometimes he'll mind melt with someone and he'll be like, whoa, you're right, bro. Like he does that to Ahura and she's like, yeah, I get it. And he does that to, uh, he does it to one of the crew. Check maybe Sulu. Maybe Shekhov or but yeah, maybe, yeah, One of them. And he's like, ah, oh, yes. Oh, stupid. Yeah, the movie is just, ri- is, it's bad. It's like the worst episode of uh, TOS stretched out to 100 minutes. It's it. This is the worst Star Trek ever. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, it, everything is just in service of itself. Like they have a crappy ship, so they have no crew, so that they can have a takeover of the ship. And um, also, like the su- 
the few science fiction things that they have in the movie don't make sense. Like, they go to the center of the universe. Uh, you know, I thought they were going to be like, we can't go there because there's... Um, okay, I th- well, you know, initially, I guess they say the center of the universe. Or center of the galaxy. I can't remember which one, but I remember the first thought. I was like, oh, they're going to say they can't go there because it's a black hole there. Yes. And they're like, no, because of the Great Barrier. Yeah, they really don't give a fuck about the science fiction part of the franchise. And they just get there in, like, 20 minutes. There's no... There's nothing. There's no struggle. They just get there. I can't stress this. It's like they have less turbulence than they do in the average episode of TOS where dudes are getting flung all over the place (laughs) and they lose red shirts. And then they're like, what happened? And then the being will come and go, ah, now that I have your attention. Less than that, to go to the Great Beyond... Where no one has ever... Where no man has gone before. They even have... I think it's supposed to be Kirk's quarters. Uh, They're in this room that has this giant wheel. Like an old time... Like um, like pirate ship uh, wheel. And on it, they have a plaque that says... Where no man has gone before. Or to boldly go where no man has gone before. Like, holy crap. And on Paradise City, um, at the gates, they have this... um, the sign that just says paradise and then some hoodlum has spray painted lost beside it that's like that's some, powerful some hoodlum is referencing some poem that would be like thousands of years old at this point it listen that was a great callback to wrath of khan that was a great callback to a way better movie and a way better television episode than this feature film was so i'll give one extra bag for that just, just two bags for this movie out of ten. Uh, two bags. Um, I'm. I was gonna give it that extra bag for the reference, but then I remembered what the movie's like. So I'm gonna give this one out of five. This is the. This is an anti-cop classic. Do not watch this. Um, Gabriel was like, "Oh, we're gonna watch all the TOS movies again." I'm not watching this again. I'm you can you honestly that. skip this. You, I, I figure you can because nothing happens. Yeah, all that happens is Spock's brother is there, and then he's gone. And McCoy, oh yeah, McCoy killed his dad, and he's guilty about it. That's it. That's all you have to tell her. But what about when they find God? <laughs> but what about the God that they find in their hearts? That's a big development for the crew. <laughs> it's it's so weird because one is like a standalone movie that just yeah. basically gets retconned in the next one and it's like this huge sci-fi epic then you have two three and four which all um like flow from one to another it's, it's like, like a, trilogy. a trilogy then you have this and then you have six which like ignores this and then continues that trilogy it's such a weird saga of movies this makes me appreciate it and given that it's like a one-off like the first one this makes me appreciate the first one a lot more because it could yes. have been way way worse okay yeah the f- I, I was waiting for there wasn't even like Vidra at least was cool mm-hmm. the idea was cool even if the movie was a little slower paced this had this was slow paced and it was empty nothing <laughs> nothing in it I have fun watching it with you guys though just to see your reactions <laughs> like I'm sure it would be fun. Taking to, out the phone. Taking out the phone, send a couple emails, send a couple texts, watch a couple YouTube videos, some YouTube essays. Uh, yeah, that this movie, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. So we will do eventually at some point Undiscovered Country and then that's it. Because I'm not watching TNG movies. Yeah, that's fine. And um, that's it. That's it. That'll be the last of the Star Trek movies until they make a new one. Unless you want to review Into Darkness. 
uh, one day. Maybe. 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 <laughs> maybe for the Christmas special, we'll do Into Darkness. With a commentary for Into Darkness. That'll become in three years. In three years, yes. Yeah. For the next anniversary. Yeah, okay. Yeah, bad movie. Yeah, so. bad movie. Why'd you pick it? Well, the coin p- picked it. All right, so I have good movies on my list, okay. or at least interesting movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will be um, liberal with you, and I'll give you a number to pick, and that'll be the movie we watch. Okay. okay? Um, hey, guys, so today went to class. And then what? Went home. Okay. Hello, I'm the UK government. You need to pay $1,500 iTunes gift card to me or you are under the rest. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Uh, 1 to 15. 15. Uh, okay. Shaft. Nice. It's Shaft. Now, what I will do is I'll let you pick another number. Okay. Uh, but I won't tell you what the movie is. And then you have to commit to either Shaft or the new number. I commit to Shaft. Oh. Okay, we'll do... Oh, sh- no, oh, sure. We'll do the game. Why not? Uh, so pick a new number. Seven. Uh, okay, so Shaft or seven. I'll do Shaft. This is like... This is the Monty Hall problem, okay? Where it's like, well, door number one is open and cool, but what about door number two? Mm-hmm. And somehow through magic I don't understand... It's better to open the door with the goat or something. You know what I mean? Listen, which one did you pick? Seven. Okay. That yeah, one, I'm committed to it. Yeah? Yeah. That one is, uh, this one could be a classic. We, we mentioned it, uh, Tarantino earlier. It's from Dust Till Dawn. Okay. Why'd you make that face? Nothing. Hope you like it. Hey, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> come on, come on. You get to see a full movie of Tarantino acting. It's a good time. Did I put a sign outside of my house <laughs> that said dead vampire storage? <laughs> Tom Savini's in listen, it, though. That's cool. It's got, listen, it's got Clooney. Yep. Keitel. Yep. It's got Cheech Marin. It's got Salma Hayek. Harvey Keitel. It's got Danny Trejo. Yep. And on the Wikipedia says it has since become... A cult film and spawned a media franchise of sequel films, a video game, what? and other media adaptations. What are the sequel films? They're a di- direct-to-video. Ah. Uh, from Dust Till Dawn 2, Texas Blood Money. And from Dust Till Dawn 3, which is the prequel, uh, it's called The Hangman's Daughter. Both poorly received, and Danny Trejo was the only one to reprise his role. <laughs> And there was also a Windows-only game. Hmm. Now, this one at least will be cool. Because it's, ta- because it's Tarantino, you know that it's going to have sex and violence and hella epic awesomeness. Mm-hmm. It's going to have some swears. It's going to be fun. Okay? Because this was like the opposite of a Tarantino movie. Because it was boring, lame shit for nobody <laughs> that nobody cared about that meant nothing. So I'm excited to, okay. to watch from dusk till dawn. Okay, and you're gonna get excited too. I'm excited. And then next week, two of the movies of all time will be showcased by me 
on the show. Why don't we just do the grind host double feature? Uh, are those really two of the movies of all time? No, no, no. For with from dusk till dawn, uh, death proof. Oh, watch both of those. Yeah, they they they're. You're supposed to watch them together. I thought that was with Grindhouse. Oh, it was with Grindhouse. Or it's fucking, Grindhouse. Or fucking uh, I thought it was like Planetaire with Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Line. Yeah, it is. Never mind. We're going to watch that too. I gotta, that's like the, I think that's the one Tarantino I have to check off. Death Proof? Yeah, and I heard it's not that good. It's so. all right. But it's got cars. I, it's got some sexy stuff in it. That's what I like. It's cool. That's what I like. That's what, I, that's what cinema's all about. And that's it. All right, well... Thanks, Mr. Shatner, for the movie. Uh, thanks for making the California desert perfect. <laughs> Fuck. Looks like Tim Allen in this movie, sitcom dad mode. Uh, it's just getting hard to watch. Like, I just got over a country with... Er, no, sorry. Uh, Voyage Home was so much fun. That was like, wow, this is what Star Trek needed after, you know... Serious movies. Serious movie. Let's have yeah. a little fun. Like yeah. those fun episodes of TOS. Like the like the Harry Mud episodes. <laughs> Let's get Harry Mud. They should have brought Harry Mud back. That should have been the final frontier. They go to the planet. <laughs> they go to Shakari, and it's Harry Mud with his android sex bot. <laughs> Oh my God. And he's like, ah, Captain Kirk, and he's twirling his mustache and this stuff. That would have been more better. All right, bye, YouTube. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Listening to this episode, be it the pre, post, or just plain old fashioned rags. Send us a movie recommendation on our Instagram at COP Podcast, COP Podcast, and we'll review it on the show. Shake, shake, and may the road rise up to meet your wheels. Was that good enough? Is that the take? Not even close. Take 174, rolling three. Two, one.